this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> you got it. We got it. See, I'm just like, theme God, song. you guys suck. Our <laughs> <laughs> theme song. Oh. Is that the ending cue? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's our intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> we will let you know. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to the worst day of my life. My name is Cherish. Hi. I'm Megan. And I'm Stanley. We got Stanley here. We got Stink Wink. We got Stinky Winky with his little stinky breaths. How's his Stinky Winky doing? Is it still... Um, mutilated. Yeah, gross. <laughs> like chewing on his old dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fucking gross, Um, This, Megan, is episode 10. Holy shit. Remember you were, didn't think I was going to make it past five? Well, you didn't, so. <laughs> okay. I didn't think I was going to make it past five. Right. I said, um... So I was thinking we would just do like 10 episodes and see how it goes. And then if you don't like doing it, then you don't have to do it anymore. And um, you were like, let's make it five. <laughs> yeah. Deal. And here I still am. Here you still are. <laughs> Whole 10 episodes in. Yeah. We're all grown up. <laughs> We've learned quite a few things, I would say, in 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, At least we know that the the um, the motion in the ocean means that we're recording. <laughs> the wiggly line on the screen means that it can hear what we're saying, and our microphones are recording, and everything is working properly. I can see it working. Yeah. When that line stops wiggling, oh, Flat you're line. in trouble. Flatline. You fucked up. You lost your Black Bart's cave story. <laughs> Oh, I loved Black Bart's cave story. Yeah, well, I'll tell it again someday uh, later. I'm sure we will be talking a lot about things that involve claustrophobia and yes, uh, black other Black Bart cave type situations. Yes, and uh, I will retell that story, but not today. Today we have an email I wanted to read to you. Um, that was sent to us at theworstdaypodcast at gmail.com where anyone can send us emails if they would like to share stories with us. This is a story that someone did send to us. It's going to take me a minute to find it. Also, do I sound like I have dry mouth? No. Do you need a refresher? Maybe some water? Okay. Let me, um, okay. Let me, I'm going to temporarily clip this unclip on un okay we'll clip that there stanley would you like to have a microphone for a second what was the worst day of your life stan was it the day you met the day you met your mommy megan oh it was the day that you ate a plastic model foot and it broke up into a whole bunch of terrible shards in your stomach. Okay. We should go to, um, oh God, where is it? Like, not Sri Lanka, 
But, um, oh God, where is it? We should go like do like one of those like crazy, um, like where you go on like a retreat, but you get like breast augmentation surgeries oh. and like a bunch of like tummy tucks. Okay. And all, like a big package of, um, oh God, it's like, I forget what country it is. It's another country. That sounds fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they like pamper you and you just get to like recover there while you're also like just laying out by the beach. Um, recuperating from post um like <laughs> uh cosmetic surgery wow. you know like recovery or whatever can we do that like liposuctions and like tummy tucks and you know like lifts and augment augmentation <laughs> augmentations <laughs> i mean it would be just kind of fun like you know like not crazy like we don't need to look like pamela anderson lee no just a little just, like just a, a little tuck mm-hmm. just a little <laughs> Like, oh, they do it all. Yes. Like, yeah, like the... That's like, what I... Yes. God, today I was blow-drying my hair and I was watching my my arm flap. And just yeah. like, good God. Yeah. What, ha- there's like what a, happened to yeah, you? Yeah, like a pooch that just, like, hangs up. <laughs> Grandma <laughs> <My> wings. <laughs> well, not... You don't have a neck problem, but, like, it's just, like, all of it. It's just, like, it. everything just, like... It. Whoosh. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's do it. How about my 40th? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be, like, my 50th. I'll be like 85. Well, when are we like, going to have enough money for yeah. this? Let's be realistic. It's a, it's a package deal, though. They give you a discount for getting it all done in like one lump sum. And we could even go on like a TLC show and be featured on it and get like probably discounts oh, from that, too. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. I, I would love to be on television. <laughs> yeah. That's why we have a <laughs> podcast where no one can see our fucking faces. Yeah. Um, it's like, is Kenny listening to himself again? He likes to listen to his... His um, he's been playing his own podcast podcast video at the at his in the pro shop, and like some this elderly man went in. He's really sounds like a super cute elderly man. Kenny, what's this? You got your own television show? He's like, is that you on the television? Like he didn't get it, but it's the same man that um, Kenny took. Stanley to work with him one day like it was like a Wednesday and I guess the guy he was out there just like by himself like you know like totally into his golf game and Stanley was like watching I guess from like the the window and um Kenny let him out to go I guess potty or something and he like just booked it and like grabbed that guy's ball like right when it's like his like optimum shot or uh-huh. whatever and just like started like running like he grabbed the ball and he's like <laughs> but now I guess he comes in and was like, "You got, you got your dog with your Kenny." <laughs> but it's like, Cute. yeah. I was like, "Oh, you were just like <laughs> yourself on the YouTube, <laughs> like in his workplace." People are That's like, great. "Yeah, which one is you?" Like it's like his, him and his friend. They like don't know who is who. <laughs> they don't look alike at all. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Ew, excuse you. Damn it. What was I going to say? I know. It was so... What were we talking about? Important, I thought. We were talking about... No clue. Long gone. It'll come back. It's going to come back when I listen to it, and I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do that where you listen to the podcast and you're like, oh, it would have been so funny if I would have said this. 
Well, <laughs> or like why? a relevant situation. Yeah, like a relevant why thing to include at that moment, but it, yeah. like the moment's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. <sighs> well, <laughs> email, I guess. Let's do the email. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, sit back, get comfy, get ready for this email. Hi, I just wanted to pop in here real quick after the fact and let you guys know that we forgot to say trigger warning. Um, this email is not like most of our other ones. It's not some silly, embarrassing thing. It's more like a sexual harassment type thing. So um, that might be sort of uncomfortable to listen to for some people. Um, and then directly after that email, uh, Megan tells a story that is um, more on the sexual assault kind of side of things. So um, if that's going to make you uncomfortable, just know uh, this email and then the story after are probably not things that you want to listen to. Just FYI. Okay, thanks. Bye. Sam, what are you doing? He's got his face buried in my boots. You smell banjo. You yeah, smell mom. Like, he smells like home. Yeah, he loves it there so much. Like he gets so excited when he knows that we're going to your place. Okay. I'm going to make sure this is still recording. It's wiggling. Talk. Talk. You talk, Megan? Oh, you? yes. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, your eyes were closed. I know. I was, I was like kind of zoning out. Okay. Okay. Don't zone out. Listen. <clears throat> Hi. Below is one of the many tales I have from being a massage therapist. It's a long one. I've been in the industry for about 12 years and have plenty of stories about creeps, weirdos, and I've heard my fair share of farts on the table. Let me know if you ever need stories about boners, immaculate ejaculation, oh, or bipolar meltdowns. Prepare for many F-bombs and feel free to edit as necessary. What? Hey, we don't we don't like to edit f bombs. We don't discriminate against f bombs. Um, yes, please send us all of your stories about boners, immaculate ejaculation, or bipolar meltdowns. Please, anything you're willing to take the time to write out, we will read it. Okay, <clears throat> I'm so intrigued by like immaculate ejaculation, so like the immaculate conception. Uh huh. Like like an, 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 an angel jacked them off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. Okay. Um, I recently began contracting out of a local yoga studio. Since COVID, I find that I'm most often in the studio alone. As the studio is empty... I'm going to wait until... See, <laughs> <laughs> done slopping his water. <sighs> yeah, because that's in the other one, and I can't get it... I can't edit it out because we're talking over it, so... Okay. okay. I recently began contracting out of a local yoga studio. Since COVID, I find that I'm most often in the studio alone, as the studio is empty unless class is in session. One sunny October day, a man walked in inquiring about the studio. <laughs> Stan, no! Let's see if we can hear him chewing okay. in the background. Hold on. Be quiet for a second. so funny so you know the episode where um where we were on the phone with each other and I told you that I peed and I like overfilled that cup and peed on the floor all of that was recorded too where you can hear the cup I'm like holding the phone and the Aww. cup and you can hear the cup getting full of <laughs> like 
water, like liquid pouring yeah. into a cup and then getting should have included that. <laughs> you should have included I that. I hope it's not gone forever. It might be. But. Hey, well, some people like the weird background um, <laughs> stuff. ASMR. Makes it more dog, dogs eating dog food. Yeah, I'm sure people love Just that. Just makes them feel more comfortable, like at home. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, well, okay. he should be done soon. Let's just focus on this. Okay, a uh, sunny October day, a man walked in inquiring about the studio. I gave him the general business card, massage pamphlet, and referred him to our website for scheduling. I was kindly trying to tell him to beat it, since I was waiting for my massage client to arrive. He did not get the hint. He then asked again about the schedule. Like a complete dumbass, I told him which days I was in the studio and that there are yoga classes daily. Again, mentioning that all this info is online. A little info about myself. I'm non-confrontational, a people pleaser, have hella social anxiety, and have a difficult time asserting myself unless I'm 100% certain I'm in the right. Um, I'm pretty sure this asshole picked up on my inability to tell him to fuck off and he kept escalating. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he asked to see the massage space and wanted a tour of the studio. My client is officially late at this time and I had an unnecess unnecessary pressure to avoid losing a potential yogi for the studio that I have no ownership in. He walked into the massage room, touched the table to quote-unquote test it out, and said it was a quote-unquote nice table. When I informed him it was heated, he got excited and asked to see the table warmer. Mm. I told him there was nothing to see since it's physically on the table that was ready for my next client and told him I just clicked the button for high, medium, low. Then he asked me how my massages are, specifically how they are. Not my technique or style, which is typically how I'm asked. I'm starting to get super anxious at this point. Where the hell is my client? How do I get this guy out of the studio politely? Yeah, you don't be polite. No. That's, I mean, easier it's hard. It's hard, yeah, to so, yeah. But our studio has a Z-shaped hallway that leads to the back where the bathrooms are. He noticed the hall and then asked to see what was back there. Not waiting for my guidance, he started walking towards the restrooms. Trying to catch up, I told him restrooms plus fitting rooms and a shower that's no longer usable. He was pointing to various doors, asking what's inside. I started getting nervous, gave him short answers, tried to usher him back to the lobby since I had a client coming who wouldn't be able to see us in the back. Insistent, he asked to see what's behind door number one. Yoga props, the out-of-commission shower, cleaning supplies, blah, blah, blah. He asked to see the props and asked me to demonstrate poses with the knee pad specifically. My brain had hell? officially left the building at this point and oh, I obliged. God. He started getting close to me while I'm literally in a lunge on the floor on one knee and that's when I see it. He's erect. <gasps> He's wearing sweatpants. There's no hiding it. I pretended not to notice, stood up, and said that we should get to the lobby. He quickly asked what blocks are used for, as I was trying to close the storage door. Again, he started to get too close to me under the guise of wanting to peek inside. Oh my god. I asked him to give me space, then asked him if he's ever done yoga, trying to change his subject, and he said yes, confidently. Another massive red flag. Why do you need all these demos? and have all these questions if you're not new to yoga. Hoping it would get him out of the studio, I showed him half moon 
as an example of how to use blocks. If you've never done yoga or tried half moon, Google that shit. It's a vulnerable position to be in with a rogue boner near you. While I'm standing there like a lunatic in half moon, will you, can you look up half moon pose on your phone? I want to see what this is. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> While I'm standing there like a lunatic in half moon, he asked to touch me. I asked why he needed to touch me and said no. Before I could finish my objection, he grabbed my leg and pressed his boner close to my groin. <sighs> While this was happening, I was acutely aware that I was on, in socks on the hardwood floor and he had combat boots on. So I felt particularly vulnerable and, I, and like I needed to placate versus escalate. Right. He also kept his sunglasses on with his mask so I couldn't see his eyes slash face. I was starting to feel cornered and felt fight or flight rearing its ugly head. I was obviously operating in fawn up to this point. That's what, so it'll be episode eight now, but um, we were talking about about fight, flight, freeze. And you Uh were like, and there was another one. And I said, for shit yourself or whatever, but it was fawn. Mm, Yeah. Okay. And what does that like, what does that translate to? Or what does that, what does that mean? We can look it up, but I'm imagining it means like being... Um, sheepish and being like um, vulnerable and you're like a baby deer. So flight, facing any perceived threat aggressively. Flight, running away from danger. Freeze, unable to move or act against or act against a threat. Fawn, immediately acting to try to please to avoid any conflict. Yeah, it's like placating, Yeah, you know. Okay. Okay. Still playing stupid, I was able to maneuver my way out of his boner hold, walk around him, and made my way to the lobby, hoping that this creep would follow and my client was waiting for me. Once in the lobby, I sat down at the front desk trying to put space between us. He asked when my client was coming and for my schedule again. Luckily, right then, my client finally came through the front door in that frazzled, chaotic way when you're late for an appointment. In her fervor, she dropped her purse, spewing its contents all over the lobby. Boner Boy looked at my client with confusion and disgust. Really, dude? He then turned to me, asked my name, and expectantly told me his name was quote-unquote Jay. Uh, His expectant stare and pause after telling me his name was the most confusing interaction are you famous? Are you trying to read me? Why are you looking at me like you want a particular response? I broke the gaze to help my client pick up her purse while telling him to to find all of our information on the website. As he walked out, I caught a glimpse of the car he drove, a brand new Mercedes. I locked the door behind him, carried on with my day, trying to process what the fuck just happened. After getting reassurance from another human that the interaction was inappropriate, I emailed the studio owner why I needed reassurance that sticking a boner in my crotch without consent is inappropriate. Thumbs up my fawn slash people pleasing slash anxiety nicely. You always hear you never know how you'll respond until it happens to you. Did I mention I'm a third degree black belt in Taekwondo? Wow. It could have easily hurt him, but you never know how you'll respond until it happens to you. None of that mattered during this experience. I cannot empathize enough with how little your brain works when shit gets real with fight, flight, freeze, fawn. 
Another yogi from the studio tried to sympathize with the creep, reason, and explain away the experience. Oh, jeez. Fuck you. Luckily, the aforementioned reassuring human firmly stated that it was bullshit that he laid hands on an employee. End of story. Thank God for people like that, especially in business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anywho. The owner reviewed the security footage and was able able to get a license plate along with a lovely image of this asshole's boner. <laughs> nice. She contacted authorities and was immediately referred to a detective. <gasps> this detective informed her that this creep has done this to other studios in the area. In previous creep sessions, he would go to a studio when someone was alone and continue to press, asking questions, pushing on how long he could stay. In all of these interactions, he never crossed that clear line of criminality or harassment. I was the lucky recipient of his escalation with the touching. Thanks, anxiety. Whoa. Scary. Then after the end of this, and I um, Mm -hmm. emailed her and thanked her for this, and she sent me back. I forgot to say that he wore the same outfit everywhere he went in this. So how dumb is that? Yeah. But he had like a, Mm -hmm. like a, um, what did she call it? Um, she says, Oh my God, I forgot to add that he wears the exact same outfit. Every time he creeps on a studio molester uniform. Gross. Wow. Yeah. Um, God, there's more. Oh, gosh. Just a little bit. It's okay, but I mean, just like, ugh. I know. We didn't hear anything for about a year. Then last week, the studio owner informed me that he'd started creeping in a neighboring town. We also found out that the Mercedes is his wife's car. Nice. She's in the military, and they're stationed at our local base. So while his wife is out fighting for our country, this dickbag is rolling around town harassing yoga studios in her car. My take home. If it feels wrong, it probably is. Yes. Also, never judge yourself or others how they react during a situation. We're all doing our best to not get assaulted or murdered. I'm still here. Thank you for all the giggles while listening to your podcasts. Uh, Brianna. Wow. Thank you, Brianna. Yeah, absolutely. This but is, it is. It's like, yeah, it's like definitely one of those like so easy to put yourself be like why didn't you just you know like kick, kick him, him in, in the, the balls. balls or whatever you know For sure but it's definitely not whoo yeah and I that's know. and that's that's totally it just brought me back to you know what we were talking about a couple episodes ago with the um you know my attempted sexual assault like yeah. it I've always thought that too. I knew karate. I knew how to, you know, mm-hmm. I knew how to hurt someone. I knew to go for their eyes. I knew to go for their crotch. I knew, but yeah. I mean, I was held down in a way that I didn't know how to get out of. Right. Um, after reading this email, I talked to Patrick because he periodically with me and Sophie will go mm-hmm. through a, a series of, of, holds with us where Mm -hmm. he holds us a certain way and we get out of it yeah and he's taught us how and it's been super super helpful and it's super easy to overpower someone a lot stronger than you if Mm -hmm. you know how to do it yeah and just like brianna said sometimes you know and your brain freezes yeah sometimes you're safer placating Mm-hmm. And that's the choice that you have to make in the situation. It sucks. But how lovely would it be to have a choice? You know? Right. So I asked in our Facebook group if 
people would like it if we, you know, me and Patrick just made like a little yeah. video of him. How, but he'll like, um, he'll like grab me from behind and put his arm, mm-hmm. like one arm around my neck, one around here. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell him to just really like, cause he's shown me how to get out of it. And I was like, yeah. you, I was like, that was too easy. Will you really like really hold me like a bad guy would, you know? Right. And he was like, I was. Mm-hmm. But when you push in the right places, it's so easy to, like, get their joints to bend a certain way and stuff yeah. like that. Um, sorry. It's like, uh, ugh. No, I mean, I have, like, um, like, kind of a, like, a placate, situ- like, story, I guess, to talk mm-hmm. about, which I don't know how to, like, uh, explain maybe for people to get out of this kind of situation, but it does make me like think about like, um, people that might get themselves into a situation that might be like, kind of like similar, Mm -hmm. but, um, it was a, like a night that I went out with like a coworker. I was still living in Arizona and she wanted to go to um, this, like, bar that was, like, on the east side of town, like, which I wasn't really used to kind of going to anywhere over in that, like, vicinity for, like, going out on the town kind of thing. It was, like, pretty far from where I lived. And we were there, like, hanging out. We were drinking um, these things called, like, uh, Purple Haze, which was, like, the equivalent of, I think, like, a Long Island iced tea. But there was just, like, a big... You know, like a pint-sized, mm-hmm. you know, like drink with, but it was blue. It was like not a, a Long Island iced tea or whatever. <clears throat> it's probably like totally irrelevant, but um, she ran into some guys that she knew, and we basically got too drunk at the bar. We realized like we couldn't drive home, and they offered to like give us like a ride home, um, and I pretty much just trusted them in the fact that they knew my, my coworker or whatever. So, but, um, they dropped, like they dropped her off first, uh, at her house. And, um, then proceeded to just drive out to the middle of the desert, um, with me. And I, at that point, I was, like, trying to figure out, it was, like, basically, they drove out to the middle of nowhere. Like, I could not, it was so dark outside. I don't think there was even, like, a moon out, because I could not, like, differentiate between, like, north, east, west, south, whatever, like, where I was. Um, My phone wasn't working. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. working out there. It was, like, out of range or whatever. And, um, And it was, like... I ended up just get to like totally giving this guy like a blow job to uh avoid him murdering like, you. Yeah. Um but I think that was like one of those situations where you just kind of like try to do what you can do. Like I didn't want him to like rape you. Right. And I did not want him to murder me. And it was like kind of like one of those situations of, um, yeah, also just, like, I had no idea where I was. Yeah. And so. That's so fucking scary. Yeah. But I just remember, like, gagging, like, (sighs) gagging and, like, like, throwing up on his penis. Oh, honey. (laughs) 
and just but but it's it's weird how you do you just kind of like go into like what can I do at this moment to get me through survive and you know like whatever to yeah. appease like a situation um but yeah I was like it was so it was just like so uh fucked up but I just remember thinking of like what can I do like what can I do at this time to like keep myself safe I mean yeah and like with the least amount of you yeah. know like um damage yeah I don't know and that was like still not you know it wasn't like uh like that like that wasn't pleasant of but it was like not. way more like to me in that moment it was like like that's just kind of like what um kept you said, like, alive yeah like just needed to like I think it you know yeah probably really did keep you safe from something more damaging but that is still damaging all yeah but it's, in a way of its own I yeah i know it's just like weird and that's kind of that's kind of like the the thing that i think is like so important to share with people is um i don't know it's just like having um like listening to your intuition you yeah know, like your you, gut yeah like something is like not feel right Um, cause I think there was that moment, like if I hadn't maybe, I don't know, I don't know, like if it's like, but there's definitely been like moments where there was like the intuition was like, yeah. eat it Joe's like flashing, like Blaring. don't do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't know, like, oh, you know, I don't know, just, I'm just being, I'm just being anxious, I'm just being, I'm overreacting, right, yeah, like, this is a safe person, this person knows, you know, my friend, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's fine to get in a car with them, and, oh, you know, like, they're gonna, they're, you know, this is just some nice guy that knows my friend, but, and then I later found out that she really didn't know them that well, you know, like, it was not, um, like, friends of hers, it was just, like, acquaintances that weren't safe you know safe people but it's just yeah. like you know at the time and yeah I like being out on the town and like oh you know a couple blue hazes in um why not but so many times yeah it's it's so easy definitely to yeah. also just like get into really bad like really bad situations you know of uh it's it's frustrating. Like I, my my mom and I were talking about it the other day. How how much of a bummer it is that I have to train my child to get away from men and how to be safe from you know sexual predators and how to. I mean, I I've we've already had many talks about like. If you want to go to a party or something like that, that's okay. You, if you're drinking, mm-hmm. you take your drink everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Your friends take their drinks everywhere they go. If they set yeah. it down, they set it down with you watching it. Like we've had, we've had all of these conversations and you can still never, mm-hmm. you can still never be, be really safe Yeah, because you can, just like you said, that's such a simple, mm-hmm. that's such a simple mistake quote unquote mistake you didn't make a mistake you I mean yeah like at the time it's like oh like 
I can't drive home. My friend can't drive home. Like these I'm people gonna are going to offer. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to do the safe thing. I'm going to do the right thing. And it's like but even the right thing isn't always the right thing. No, like, and the scary thing is it happens to guys too. Um, yeah. Like one of my friends was describing a night that he took a, a like an Uber and the guy that was driving the Uber was like, hey, you know, hey, bro, like, you want to go, like, smoke a bowl or whatever, you know, and went to his apartment. And then once he got in there, he, like, propositioned him to suck his dick. And he was like, no, like, I'm not into that or whatever. But it was, like, su- really scary. Like, yeah. he threw him out. But he was like, great, now this guy knows where, Where I, I live, live, you know, if I report him or do anything that's going to, you know, like the the fear of retaliation, you know, and that sort of thing. It's just like anybody that's a sexual predator and that has like a mission, it's like they're usually kind of somewhat, I think, even just um, they've figured out how to hone in on the vulnerabilities or oh, for circumstances sure. that it just doesn't really, you know, so it's like having to be alert is such a nightmare. But, um, probably I feel like I might be overly paranoid. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> for sure like, am. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think a lot of people are from probably just, um, because we watch uh, crime. murder, true crime shows yeah, constantly. Crime. But it is, I mean, that was, I was telling Kenny, it was just crazy that my mom moved with me to Southern, Southern California in, I think it was like 1981, maybe like bordering 1980, 1981, when they had just gotten all that shit that we were just, I was just telling you about, like with the... Um, that documentary of all, like the um, oh gosh, the, oh the freeway killer, the freeway the toolbox killer, yes, killer, the, killer, the yes. hillside stranglers, all that. <laughs> that was all, all at the same time. Height, and heightened. then they're like, let's. Oh, my what? mom's like, I'm gonna move. I want to start a, a family single, there. Yeah, like I'm a single <laughs> woman of 21 years old. <gasps> my two year old daughter. Oh, don't. I'm going to move to Southern California with this child. Um, and then I'm also going to just meet some guy, AKA my dad, right. um, who's t- like 15, 20 years older. And that just seems like safe. Stanley, you suck right now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're going to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So your mom decided to move there. Um, then that's. <laughs> sweet it was just weird you know like maybe she wasn't that into the news probably not probably not yeah maybe she just wanted to be a free spirit i do kind of like i do want to talk about my mom but not in the sense of like um i don't want to bash her but my mom has been doing some definitely like some crazy um choices making Mm -hmm. some crazy choices in her life well yeah uh, she, okay, so she's now living on the border of Mexico in full-blown, uh, drug warfare area, drug cartel, and she's living in an RV, 
there she's living with a woman that we used to know like we used to rent an apartment from her like years ago or whatever but this woman's daughter is addicted to methamphetamine and she like has it out and like wants to kill my mom oh um, cool yes. she has tried to assault her um she has on her own mother like she's pulled a rifle on her mother <gasps> and assaulted her mother like Four months ago or whatever, she had, like, a significant assault charge against her, and that's what apparently, um, like, started the process of her getting her children taken from her um, because she, you know, had this assault charge, and she, but somehow she's totally just not, like, delusional, so she's, in her mind, she's fabricated this crazy story that my mom is having an affair with her boyfriend, who's like a felon. He's also mm-hmm. a felon. Um, and she found a receipt from like uh, a transaction that happened like long before my mom even met these people. But she was like, had this receipt, and she was like insistent that the receipt was my mom purchasing. It was like from a weed store. Yeah. And she was saying that my mom was purchasing weed in exchange for sexual, like, exchange with this guy. Like, mm. um, like all these, just, like, strange, crazy <clears throat> accusations. Wasn't there, like, money on the receipt? Or did, did it just say... No, it was, like... Exchange for sex. <laughs> yeah. On the receipt. No, she was, she was thinking that my mom took the guy to the weed store, bought him weed, and then gave him, like, some kind of sexual... Like, in exchange for, like, her purchasing him weed, he, like, gave her sexual favors. Some kind of weird... I don't know. I have no idea. It's delusion. Gotcha. Total delusion. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... So, uh... Every time I... Like, every time I've talked to my mom, I was like, you know... She's like, well, I'm afraid to tell you what's going on right now. Because I think you're going to, like, be upset with me. But... You know, this happened. She's like, we had to flee from the property because, you know, like, I guess the daughter avoided um, her court trial. Like, she had a trial date. She did not show up. So then it was like an automatic whatever warrant for her arrest. She went to the property, started fucking up shit. And then, like, the police showed up and then arrested her, you know, I guess the warrant, which is great. But before that happened, she broke into my mom's RV Mm. and was, like, tried to rob her. And luckily, like, my mom had, like, I guess, like, the foresight to take anything that was, like, of value with her, like, in her car and stuff like that. But I'm just, like, every time I talk to her, it's some kind of crazy, like, (sighs) I don't want to worry you, but. (laughs) Yeah, like, I, you know, I'm sorry I haven't been in touch lately, but I, I felt like if I told you what was going on with me right now, I would, like, really upset you. And I was, like. Yeah, like, um, but I t- also told her I'm pretty much, like, conditioned at this point to know that anytime I talk to her, it's probably going to be, like, an upsetting situation, especially if she hasn't talked to me for a while. Yeah. Because I think that she tries to avoid talking to me because she doesn't want to tell me, like, what's going on. But, um, yeah, she's just, the last time I talked to her, she was trying to um, figure out how she was going to go live maybe potentially with like meet other people that live in the same community mm-hmm. like on their property and get out of this one situation yeah that'd be cool but i really do feel like this person does 
she, um, her brother, who's like an old friend of mine, he contacted my mom and he was like, so I heard my sister broke into your RV and, you know, like tried to rob you and found evidence that you're trying to orchestrate this kidnapping of her children that you're, you know, like, yeah, like Wait, she, yes. So he like believes... She, no, he was just, oh. he was just kind of like joking. Oh, oh God. I thought saying, you were saying like, that he like, no, he was accusing he was her of let, that. No, okay. but he's letting her know what she's thinking. Like she thinks that my mom has this whole time has like been orchestrating this process to get like, take her, her children away from her. Oh, so I feel like she's never going to be like has a lot and she's already tried to assault people. She's, she made statements that she wants to go out and murder people. Like, I feel like she's kind of my crime television yeah. show. Yeah. It's oh, not my that God. Out of the realm of possibility. No. Yeah. And um, she has it out. Like, she has it out for her mom. She's got motive. Yes. If she gets opportunity. <laughs> yes. And what's the and, other one? And I don't know, but she <laughs> also, um, she made it, she made a shrine in my mom's freezer with, like, <gasps> My mom's like produce. What? Yeah, that's like what really freaked her out is she made a shrine <gasps> in my mom's freezer with like other like with like religious stuff intertwined with like whatever. Like it was just like really super creepy. What the yeah. fuck? No. Mm-hmm. She needs to get the fuck out of there now. Yeah, it's it's super crazy. I don't know. I'm afraid. I am afraid. I'm actually afraid to talk. Yes. To ask my mom, like, oh, hey, mom, like, what's going on? Like, what's going on today? Like, oh, you know, I just got, like, a, you know, rifle pulled on me. Like, the drug cartel is, like, trying to, I don't know. I just, like, who the fuck knows? Oh, my God. Anyway. But, uh, yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) How do we get on? I'm sorry. We got way I don't know. Yeah. No, you're. This is. email, like, I really wanted. I'm just saying that, um. We don't have to go backwards. It's fine. We yeah. can just let our conversations flow as they flow. Yeah. There was there was a serial, um, like, when my mom, maybe this is what made me even think about that with my mom, was when she worked at the salon, there was somebody that was going around, uh, like, a serial uh, sex offender who would go and schedule appointments with, like, hairstylists and stuff, and, like... They would put the gown on him, and he would just start jacking off. Ugh. And they start they they started having to, you know, get him out of there. But he was going around like all around town into different salons and doing the same thing. And then he was also like going and standing outside of the salon when they once people like started recognizing him and not letting him in. Mm-hmm. He would stand out in front of the window while women were getting their hair cut, and he was just like jacking off like oh in God. front of the window. Yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God! Wait, <laughs> I have a window jacking off story. <laughs> Holy shit! So, when I <clears throat> when I lived in Seattle, I worked at. Um, <laughs> at a restaurant yeah. called Six Arms and there was this crazy fucking dude that would roam around the corners walk just um, the whole front of the place was windows really tall windows like it was two stories tall but um, 
but it was all open like a loft, yeah, you know? Yeah. So all the windows along the front were like two stories tall. Yeah. Um, huge windows. And um, this guy, he would pace around. Sometimes he would have his wiener out. Sometimes he would have his asshole out. Sometimes he would put it on the fucking window of the restaurant while people are sitting. There's booths right in front of these windows that like where people sit. <laughs> Why are you just now remembering this again? <laughs> My brain is so broken. Okay, but, um, so, yeah, there's people that sit in these booths and, uh, these huge, huge windows, and he walked up one day and was standing there, and we're like, oh, fucking homeboy's back, you know? And he, uh, lifts his fists up like behind his head and yeah. slams them against this window. And I don't know what he had in his hand. I could, I didn't like notice anything. I was at, in the loft area, but he like slams his fist against this two story tall window and the glass shatters <gasps> all over two different like tables full of people oh my that God. are sitting there what in our the restaurant. Fuck. So everybody's just like screaming and people are getting like scratched all over and we're all just like, don't move, nobody move, nobody move. You know, like they're all just, there's glass fucking everywhere. And so we what like fuck call 911. How do I never not, I've never heard the story. So we called, we called 911. It took the Seattle police an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes to get <laughs> they're like there's a fucking police station right i'm not kidding like six blocks from this restaurant it took an hour and 15 minutes to get anybody there oh and they God. showed up and they're like oh so what's going on we're like oh well i mean the guy left quite a while ago but um he'll probably be back at some point we don't know his name or you know anything but just a crazy fucking dude that um, needed, clearly needed mental health care. Right. Um, and probably never would have done that. But yeah. um, a lot of people got hurt. I mean, they were, you know, what they weren't. The f- I mean, but yeah, but still. Like- yeah. So fucking scary. <sighs> that was a bad day. Cleaning that up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. But. It wasn't the worst day of your life. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> this is something you failed to mention yeah. for all of the years that I've known you. I've never heard that story before. Anyway. Megan's getting to know me <laughs> yeah. now, finally. Yeah, finally. I'm finally getting to know this woman that's been my friend for all of these years that knows everything about me. <laughs> I think I'm we've been just friends. scratching the surface on her. <laughs> I think we've been friends for 10 years now. I think it might be it might be plus really? because uh, okay so it's 2022. Sophie, was I moved a babe. here in 20. I moved here in 2009. Yeah, and I met you like sometime like a year, like maybe a year after that, like so 2010. So I think we've known each other for longer. Like, I feel like we've known each other now maybe like 11, 12 years. Maybe. Yeah. Like, Sophie was still wearing diapers. So she's like hey, one hey, or two so- years old. Hey, Sophie, when did you stop wearing diapers? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you she's remember? Probably, she's probably hearing us. 
She's like, I'm just waiting for you guys to finish your podcast. <laughs> I know she's being so good. Her. I know. We need to stop. We should probably. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Patrick thinks you're gonna be home at sometime before ten. But oh, it's seven o nine. It's fine. And Hoping Kenny's probably ready to blow but, his brains out. Okay. Oh. All right. Well. 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 <laughs> you doing well? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. well. I'm doing well. Okay. Well. Um, thank you for listening to us talk <laughs> for a really long time. I know. Well, I... I When I told Megan earlier this week, she was upset about the fact that we both say... I mean, she was upset about her, but saying like uh, oh. too much or uh, or whatever. Or whatever. We both do that and as um. well. And um, <laughs> she was upset about the way we talk. And it's hard to listen to yourself talk. I'm going to be honest. And especially when you're as um, relaxed as you and I are, you're not really like being careful, um, which is the only way I want this to be. Yeah. But, you know, if we correct all of those things, it's not going to be us. This is who we are for one. Two, I love the way you talk for some, I, I don't know. I love, I, I can listen to you talk forever. I love listening to you talk. I, and I love your stories and I love the way you tell stories and it makes me really happy. And, um, three, nobody's going to listen to this if they don't like the way we sound, they're going to turn it off, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then fuck them. The right. Yeah. Like we only, we, only, we were doing this for us. Right. And only people that enjoy this are going to listen to it. They're not... People aren't, just like you said, like torturing themselves listening and being like, oh my God, these people are the worst. I'm going to keep listening to it just so I can judge them. So we are so happy that everyone here that is listening is uh, listening. And there are listeners and they enjoy listening to us. And they are listening and they're listeners. Yeah. Shout out to Jared. My daughter's oh, boyfriend. Yeah, big fan. Who has been listening. Yes. Even when my daughter has not listened. Yep. Uh, her boyfriend has. Her boyfriend is a big fan. And he's fan. a fan. I love he's it. He's a fan. That makes me so happy. I like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you guys can find us. Um, we have a great Facebook group. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's Megan and I talking to each other and occasionally um, someone else will chime in. Megan and I are in there a lot, and it's pretty entertaining. Anyway, yeah, we have a Facebook group it's called the Just the Worst Day of My Life. Uh, Instagram is the Worst Day of My Life podcast. You can send us stories, or just say hi, or you know, let us know how how we're doing, how you're doing, <laughs> how we're doing, whatever. You can you can email us at um, the Worst Day podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and uh just uh do it just do it <laughs> say that <laughs> <laughs> just re- just remember that it could always be worse always always all right bye okay. bye bye